0: I see a big year, Josia meto jar, Shreya Lishin in the Chanju Badu Dhani Gyal Chi, Dagi Chinyi Gye Be Su Nam Ki, Chola Benchir Sangi Tuba Sho, Sangi Chudan Tsui Gye La, Chanju Badu Dhani Gyal Chi, Dagi Chinyi Gye Be Ki, Chola penjir san gyi du baru shu sang gyi lam
1: Yeah, sorry about the confusion with the time. Uh, I think uh, we've come up with a definite schedule for next Sunday, next, uh, next, next Sunday. Right. Okay. So
0: it's...
2: 9.30 to 11, and 11 to 12.30, and you can always trust the calendar, <laughs> it? the website calendar, yes. hmm.
1: Based on the calendar, we have to abide by it. <laughs> okay.
2: So this is 4 a.m. You'll be here. Even if it's April
1: 1st. Okay. All right. Uh, we've been going over the Buddhist cosmology for some time now. Uh, and I think it's time we leave it behind. Uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, but unfortunately, uh, a lot of you left uh, leaving with a lot of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I can't seem to get over that confusion. But the general thing is, uh, as, uh, the world according to Buddhism uh, has it's not just the physical world. There's also more subtle worlds uh, involved. Uh, and each, just like the physical world is divided into various kinds of beings and various kinds of worlds, uh, just like uh, and this, this planet Earth is divided into different nations and dif- different species. So, the universe of Buddhism is, f- is divided not only into different species and different nations, but also into different levels and different planes of existence. You have planes of existence that we cannot see directly with our eyes. We have beings and you could say species of beings that we cannot see directly with our eyes. Some of them are suffering more than we are. Some of them are have more pleasure, more power than we do. Okay. Just like uh, you have animals which are bigger than us and uh, uh, animals who are smaller than us and faster than us, slower than us. So the, the, the range goes also into different planes that we cannot see, uh, and and the added dimension of why in Buddhism we 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 go into uh, Buddhist cosmology is to understand that uh, once you start on the spiritual path, then you are concerned about reaching a, 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 a reaching a I guess an, an escape, reaching a respite. Uh, you, you look into your you look at into your life and you start you start experiencing dissatisfaction with life, and you want to go to a place where you no longer have to deal with this dissatisfactory state. Uh, in Buddhism, the main uh, universal thing that uh, all beings share is the fact that uh, you bo- after you are born, you age after you age or do while you're oh. Hey, how are you? The 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 experience that we all share is uh, is birth, aging, sickness, and then death. Okay, these are the experiences that is universal for all these beings, all these species of beings. And we experience them in various ways. Some of them get disease that others don't get. Some of them get to live longer than others. Some of them get to, uh, the the process of birth is different. Some of them are born, like chickens are born from eggs and mammals are born from the womb. And there's a a third way that is mentioned in Buddhism, but it's not really a third way. It's just like, uh, it's just the appearance of it. It's called spontaneous. Like uh, there are these bugs like, they seem to be uh, born spontaneously. Like, there was nothing there. All of a sudden, there's millions of them. Okay? So, it's, that's... But... And it's called through heat and moisture. Okay, because of the condition of heat and moisture, uh, some bugs becomes prime for some bugs to... Some species of beings to be born. Okay? So, although we have different ways of getting to birth, we still experience something called birth. And uh, we age differently. Some people age... Uh, at a certain age they start aging some people experience uh, some beings experience certain things while they are aging some other, some don't but they all experience aging like for example the gods for example they do age but it takes them a very long time to experience age, to, to get to that point point. and when the way they experience age is that they start to lose their luster they start to lose their beauty and because of that uh, the other gods. It is said that the other gods uh, don't want to be around them and they start to experience loneliness for the first time. Okay, uh, so that's how they experience aging, uh, sickness. Every all species are being experienced differently. Like there are some we know that there are some diseases that only animals get. There are some diseases that only human beings get, and there are some diseases that we all share together in common. But we all get sick and death again. All beings experience it like uh in in the the plane what is called the, f- the formless where they don't they don't have a physical form they' just they're just mind they're just mental and that's an, a way that being some some beings exist so when once they find themselves there that's their birth they don't go through a process of gestation or like being in a womb or being in an egg and waiting they're just born there and they don't go through a process of aging like they go from. Childhood, all the way to uh, adulthood, and so on and so forth. But they there's a, they remain in that mental state for however long they're supposed to. But there's a point where they reach where they end, where it ends, and and at the point of where it ends, is very important, it's very important for everyone. And the thing is, what happens? And that's where you could say religion begins. Religion wants to answer that question: What happens? What happens when you, when you die? Do you uh, do you just cease to exist? Or do you continue to exist? If you continue to exist, how do you continue to exist? Do you continue to exist the way you were before? You go back to being a human being. You go back to being an animal. You go back to being a god, or uh, is is there uh, uh, what is that word trans uh, transmigration? Transmigration is there transmigration where you go from animal to human, human to god, or god to human, god to that. Some some, uh, some philosophy some theology some uh, uh, w- w- philosophy uh, uh, we've sort of uh, dissected the study of, of nature, the study of life into science, philosophy religion right uh, the ology that's in religion what is it, what is it called? <laughs>
3: Theology? 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 Theology.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, now with Buddhism, it can't really say it because Buddhism doesn't have a theo to study. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of difficult. I guess it's, I guess Buddhism just makes itself be difficult to be classified. Uh, it's a science. O-
3: ontology.
1: Ontology? Yeah, ontology. The 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 study of origins and okay, yeah, ontology. Yeah, I guess ontology would like the, uh, more like a broader term. Uh, Science has its own ontology, philosophy has its uh, its ontology, and then religion has its ontology. Okay, good. Okay, and uh, so with trying to figure out what happens uh, after death, then uh, you want to make sure that you get to a place... Where you don't experience the dissatisfaction that you that you met met with uh, uh, in 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 the life in the life before the next life, so in this life, the the dissatisfaction that we experience the and all these these things the aging, birth, aging, sickness, and death. We have to add something else to it: rebirth. Yeah, so there's a there's a fifth one. Uh, the the rebirth that's where there's all this uh, uh, different discussions about exactly what is the rebirth. In one form of Christianity, considers that uh, uh, the rebirth happens. Uh, you have to wait for the rebirth. You, know, you you die and you remain in I don't know in in nothingness just waiting. For the, uh, for, for the, I guess, uh, in Christianity, the second coming. And then you are awakened again, you are given a birth, and then something is decided, and, 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 and further uh, ideas go into, decision is made as to who, who continues to exist in their future birth in hell, and who continues to exist in their future uh, birth as in just in heaven. And, and it becomes like, you know, that's it, forever, that's where you continue. But the thing is, everyone considers this to be temporary. Everyone considers this to be, in whatever way they consider it to be temporary, either temporary, like a, uh, like a vacation—not really a vacation. <laughs> no one would consider this a vacation, but something that ends. Okay, we are here, and it's going to end. And what do you do? How do you prepare for what's coming? Uh, there are philosophies that say nothing is coming. This is it. Okay. It's an accident. You were born, it's an, and then you're gonna die, and that's it. We aren't gonna continue in any, any other way. Okay. Now, so for them, you can say there's no rebirth. Okay.
2: Although I, I hmm? don't know, I was thinking about this. Even even people that have that point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have to accept that? So what they're saying is, it's an accident that you exist. Right? Yeah. Because all these. Millions of things came together and now there's you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, given enough time, couldn't those same exact things come together and then have the another you? Another you would come back again.
0: Hmm. Would that be you? Yeah.
2: If it's the exact same stuff coming together.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, is, is an actual, uh, uh, what do you say? I
2: just think not idea
1: going around like that? I've never heard a school? I mean, a school of thought like that?
2: I've never heard anybody else say. Oh, I actually have heard someone say something that made me think. Oh, that could, that could, that it could mm. be that if it, if I, it's just like you know bugs your flesh. If mm. you if you're just a <laughs> collection of atoms, right? Mm. And then if those if 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 that's all the collection that makes you, I mean, you know, a billion trillion how many? So, so much time forward. Mm-hmm. If that same exact stuff comes together, then there you are again. There you are again.
1: I mean, that's a possibility. You just take like a. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's a school of thought. It, it, it c- All
2: the parts of you take separately. Yeah, if
1: if the words can, uh, if the words can be said, I guess it can. You can have a school of thought. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: uh, yeah. It is inconceivable for other reasons. When you take birth, maybe there's a similarity, a physical similarity at that moment. Yeah, everything else that happens after is going to be different. The chances mm-hmm. that everything that happened after that second birth, a gazillion years in the future, are going to replicate themselves is worse than, lower it, than. It would almost
1: almost have to be that. Be another B. It would almost almost have to be like a cycle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost like a cycle. I mean, there is a, there there is the idea that the universe occurs in cycles, like it comes into existence and then it goes out of existence comes into existence again Well i guess in that sense that uh, whenever when after you, this universe goes away and it comes back again if it's the same thing coming together again maybe there might be a year 2010 and then we're sitting here in a class again oh, i
2: didn't even think of like that it would be it would be, <laughs> it would be future having to do it
1: all over again
2: <laughs> i mean it doesn't go out of
3: existence i mean things on a future earth that just happens to be it doesn't even have you to can be exactly well, some other place, on the yeah. planet. climate. Mm. Genetic w- material is going yeah, sort of to be. Yeah, to the same. And your parents are going to be the same. It would
1: have to be that, yeah. We have to be the same parents, it's all the all same. Yeah. Why wouldn't I say it
2: wouldn't necessarily have to be the same parents? They wouldn't be you then. If, if like you, wouldn't
1: be you? No, I mean if, this is more like a materialistic kind yeah, of. Yeah, right. If it,
2: but that's what you're talking about. That's the cease to exist people. The materialistic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cease to exist people. Yeah, because it's it's all it's <laughs> just this material. Com- there's nothing yeah. aside from the material, right? But but if you're but a strict materialist. yeah, but but but
1: the materialists do uh, accept that part, part, of part of the material comes from those parents that you have.
3: Right, but the, but the what would the consciousness have and to do with the pre- previous consciousness? That's yeah. What would have the consciousness? Yeah. Consciousness of this this being, you know, ten trillion years from now, that just happened to have the same physical characteristics. The consciousness comes yeah. when yeah. have nothing to do with this. Well, the consciousness comes when you put all this stuff together. Right, but it would have nothing to do with our consciousness now. Well, it be the same. So it it would be
1: what it would, be it, the would same? it would be this it would be as if they sense. agree that there is something beyond the material. If that's
2: like that's something that uh, exists only when you get that material together.
1: Yeah. So let's say all the materials get it, it, would, it would it would it would be like when all the materials come together, right. there is this other thing produced it generates that production. can. That can continue without the material basis anymore.
2: That can
3: continue without it. Without
1: the material basis. No, I don't think that's
3: the materialist no. position. You would say it arises in dependence on the material basis. When the material basis ceases, that which arose from it ceases. ceases. That's the scientific. That's the point of view of those scientists that yeah. actually yeah. accept the existence of mind at all, and there are many that don't. Mm-hmm. So those that,
1: that so that that is what I guess in the. I'm not sure do religious people say that, but not Some religious others. people. I mean, uh, those others. who believe that, do they call themselves, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a materialist? Yeah. Have you ever met someone who introduced himself, but by the way, I, I'm a materialist? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Hinayana Mahayana <laughs> thing. Yeah. You don't meet someone who says, oh, by the way, I'm a No. Uh What was I going with that? <laughs> the... So, there are all these uh, ideas, uh, uh, studies, uh, trying to explain what... Ha- does something happen after death? Is there a continuation after death? And if there is such a continuation, how does, how does it happen? And what instigates it? Okay. So, that would be like the fifth part, the rebirth. Uh, in, Christi- in, in, th- in, uh, most, in most Western theology, the rebirth happens in what is called the second coming, or or what, what is called uh, or no, you're, you're reborn in in the heaven. Like you you die and there's a judgment passed upon you, and then you either go eternally continue as as a hell being, or you eternally continue in heaven. Okay, so that would be like their idea of what rebirth is, how you continue. Uh, in uh, there are other ideas that you, you, uh, you continue here again, like you take another life here again, You're either born as a human again. Some believe that you can only be, the humans can only be reborn as humans, animals be born as animals, and some believe in transmigration where you go uh, animal to human, uh, and th- some believe that happens in the, like an evolution. From animal to human, you can't go back, you don't go back to animal, you just continue. Better human and then God and continue. Okay. Uh, so within that, there are those, what you might call, spiritual scientists, who go out and investigate, according to uh, the Buddhism, <laughs> who go out and investigate to see what, what happens and they developed these techniques they developed these uh, these uh, what, what call it? Uh, these experiments these experimental techniques where you can discover uh, where in, in those experiments they discovered different they, they discover uh, uh, different states of mind different states of awareness and in discovering these different states of awareness they in they encounter Beings who seem to exist only in those states of awareness, and those beings who exist in those higher states of awareness—they call we, uh, uh, okay, those of religion call them—they they call them gods. Okay, that's where the gods come from. Some some of those beings who have higher states of awareness have forms, have bodies to go along with that. There are also uh, you need a higher state a different state of awareness to be to be aware of those bodies of those forms and there are, and then and they continue and you could say there are these groups of people who start to investigate they they investigate 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 and they discover those higher states of consciousness and they and, let's, uh, and they uh, so other people come and investigate that particular state of consciousness and they have some sort of agreement Oh, did you see the being? Uh, uh, carrying a disc and and uh, uh, this of this description of that description oh yeah I saw that being okay we call that Brahma we call that Shiva we call that hindra okay supposedly that's how those beings were discovered okay by by, by meditators people who are investigating what is beyond trying to understand trying to dive into a, a reality okay. Uh, and there are groups just like uh, in science uh, there are those who come up to a certain point and there are those who investigate that and, 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 and discover that oh, there are things beyond that. Just like for example it took, a long, took uh, uh, science a long time to finally get to the atom first there was oh, they might, they, I think there's this thing called the atom but when no one has seen it but because the way things are it seems like the, the, the atom is a possibility for it to exist. And some say, let's see if there's really this thing called the atom. So they discover these techniques to finally get to see, oh, I see it. There's this atom. And then now, those, okay, a lot of people come, okay, okay, now they accept the atom, they uh, they see that, oh, there are different properties of the atoms. And then they say, oh, there's there's something smaller than that, something beyond the atom. Then you get subatomic particles. And now there's this new science now just around the subatomic particles. So in the same way that these yogis who discover this higher state of consciousness, and then they have their students who train and who, who master that technique, or them, they themselves, and they discover, oh, there are other states of consciousness. And, and so throughout these thousands of years of study, of experiment, uh, 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 the state of consciousness, the finest, the most uh, refined state of consciousness, of beings in our universe that exist uh, is what is uh, uh, all those beings who have just minds who are in the formless state, okay? And the reason, remember, the purpose for investigation is to go. W- go what happens after, after, after? Re- what 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 is rebirth like? What happens? Where can I? Where? Am I, where? What is the possibility of where I am, I'm going to find myself in? And you want to know to see uh this particular way of being this uh this, the dissatisfaction that i'm having is there a place where i no longer have I, I no longer have to experience it okay why people in religion uh do what their religion tells them because they you are promised If you do this, you will be born, in there's a place that you can be reborn where you will not have certain dissatisfactions, right? And that's why they pick up those practices, that's why they do those prayers, that's why they hold on to their beliefs so that they will, they they are hoping that they will be reborn in those places, and when they are reborn in those places, they will not have to deal with the particular kind of suffering dissatisfaction that they have to deal with here. and uh, so you could say they consider those places to be like the finite place, the finer place to, to be. Um, and some other religion comes in and say, yes, I, experience I know what you're talking about. I've experienced it and, and I've been able to go beyond, go further. There's something further than that. And this kind of uh, idea you find only within... Uh, uh, uh uh, the the teachings in, in, in Asia like there are various levels of these heavens uh, I think perhaps there might be in uh, in Islam there's something about seven heavens there are seven heavens or something like that I'm not quite sure I think I've heard something like that but I'm not sure uh, to what extent they, they, they mean that so that would be something very similar to uh, I'm not sure they understand to be like seven heavens in terms of seven grades of heaven, like this heaven is better than that one, this one is better than that one, or if it's just no, seven nations of heavens. I'm not sure. But in in, in the East, the, the idea of, of uh, different levels of subtlety, of, of, uh, of, heaven, of, of, of states of existence, more subtle exists, and taking that into consideration... Uh, the different schools propose methods of how to reach one of those any one of those uh, heavens any one of those estates, and the, and the reason for aspiring to it is still the same it's better than what I've got here right uh, and, when I, and when I reach that state I will have the happiness that I've been looking for I will have the contentment the self-satisfaction that I've been looking for and Buddhism comes along and accepts all those different, uh, uh, all those different stages of 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 subtleties of being, all the different levels of consciousness, and says that there is something even beyond that. And what is beyond that is what you're really looking for, because all these different levels they may last a long time, but still. They, they are temporary also. This life, as far as we know it, as far as we are, uh, as far as we can remember, it lasts at least, uh, uh, the most is about a hundred years. Right? And then it stops. The, uh, the, the, the more subtle ways of consciousness of living, of existing, they may last thousands of years, they may last m- millions of years, still it comes to an end and after it comes to an end you still have to go to the, you have to go to the fifth process of rebirth again and where you are reborn it's still up to chance we have no idea where's that gonna be so Buddhism uh, and it's not just Buddhism but the uh, what you might call the yoga you might call the yoga movement okay if there is such a thing but for now there's something called the yoga movement the yoga movement is is those uh, experimenters those spiritual experimenters, who experiment. They, they experiment with the body, you come up with physical postures, they experiment with uh, medicine, they, they come up with uh, different herbs that you can take, different mixtures of herbs that you can take, so you can have different uh, levels of, of uh, uh, consciousness that you can experience. And they also, those who, who, who experiment with just the mind alone, different, different ways of thinking, different uh, ways of giving the mind, so that you can have a different, a different uh, experience, a different way of existing. So these kinds of people propose uh, uh, what is called an escape, a moksha, uh, a, a real escape. And th- and this escape is what's is supposed to be nirvana. Is what's is supposed to be, is what it, those people, those practitioners who are going after the different kinds of heavens. In their minds, they consider that they're going after a moksha. They're going after a, a liberation. A state where once you reach it, you will not lose it. Okay, That's what we are really going after. Okay? But looking at, uh, you're, you're sitting down, you're doing your practice, and you get a glimpse of a subtle state. And it seems to be much better than what you have. And you make it your object of aspiration, without investigating further if there's something beyond it, without investigating without investigating further whether that state is the state that I really want. That is a state that once I achieve it, I will not lose it. So it becomes the object of your aspiration, and you keep working towards achieving it. And uh, it's, uh, and it ends up being perhaps being just one of those better states that just happens to be used, still within samsara. So that's the, what you might call the danger. Not the danger in the sense of uh, you're going to suffer once you get it. But the danger in the sense of what you thought you were aspiring after is not really, it's not really the object of your aspiration. Okay. So the yoga movement uh, uh, proposes this uh, moksha. And they have different methods of of, of, of achieving it through devotion, through me- mental practice, through diet, through uh, 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 f- uh, behavior. You have to change your behavior in such a way that it it transforms you so that w- you end up in that moksha. You end up in that liberation. And the purpose, or you could say, why did Buddhism propose itself? Why did the Buddha, why did the Buddha just, and these these methods, these systems existed at the time of the Buddha, and they came into existence way before, you know, uh, they've been, exi- been in existence in India uh, or in Asia for thousands of years, before the Buddha came in. So why did the Buddha just uh, stick with, with what was there already what did he have to come up with another system that we now call Buddhism according to Buddhism the Buddha w- you said he had the talent to be able to experience go and experience all those different propos- propositions of what is moksha of what is nirvana and then he was able to while experiencing it investigate to see if there was something beyond that so he he, he continued what those in the past did that brought about this, uh, these systems in the first place. Okay? The, the, any system that exists right now came into existence because one, some individual decided that what was around wasn't enough. Even though those, who are now, those of us who are now following those systems, we take it as though those, exist, those systems existed as though they've always existed, as though they came from the sky. As though, as though they came into existence with the with the with the exi- with the birth of the universe. Okay. Now you you encounter Christians who look at Christianity as if there was nothing be before that and there's not going to be anything after that. And when you look at it as uh, there was a system that existed before the founder of Christianity gave birth to Christianity or what came to be as Christianity. Why? Because what was there before wasn't fully satisfying, and they looked into, and he, he looked into it, and saw that oh, there was something beyond that, and then that became the dispensation. Okay, so and the Buddha did the same thing, and 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 as a Buddhist, your job is to do exactly what the Buddha did. You're supposed to investigate whatever is whatever you're, you're being presented, even what is being presented as, by the way, this is Buddhism. You're supposed to investigate it with the same level of of inquiry that the Buddha investigated the system that were around uh, that were around uh, around him. Remember, as an individual, uh, you are looking for nirvana. Uh, even before you heard the term nirvana, you were looking for nirvana. That sense of wanting something uh, stable. That sense of wanting something that uh, is dependable. That sense of wanting uh, to to get away from this uh, dissatisfactory condition, that 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 is your innate search for nirvana. Buddhism calls it nirvana. Okay. Uh, the yoga system calls it moksha. Uh, the, the, the the theological systems calls it heaven. Okay. So what the Buddha proposes, you could say, the real nirvana. The real moksha. The real heaven. And not in a sense of, of uh, abandon what you are doing completely and then pick this up. Then you will you will get it. But add this to what you are doing. Okay. More like add, to, add this to what you are doing. It's like a, 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 a two scientists from two different uh, cultures coming together. They are both after one specific truth. And they are being uh, one has uh, this particular method that they develop, the other one has that one particular method that they develop, but somehow they can't quite get to where they want to get to, and they need each other. So I say, oh, I see, I can adapt that into my system, oh, I can adapt your that into my system, and I can get to the truth. So that that's, that's should be your attitude with Buddhism. Not so much in a sense of, you know, making a soup all the time. You know, keep adding stuff into it, keep adding stuff into it, and you, you're not going to get... Uh, the soup that you want, you're just going to keep getting I don't know, something else all the time. Okay? But what will un, upon investigation, what will actually take you to actual moksha, that's what you pick up.
0: Okay.
1: Not because it's in the tradition, not because you want to honor uh, 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 some lineage, but because it is uh, what will actually get you to the actual goal that you're looking for. And the, what you might call the lineage of, of, that, of nirvana, the lineage of liberation, the only way to truly honor it is to have that open-mindedness. Not to be uh, someone who follows things just because it is said. Okay? So when the Buddha presents, uh, <coughs> look at all these uh, things that were there. So they said that the Buddha had this uh, natu- uh, amazing talent of being able to quickly experience those states of mind. So the Buddha picked up, uh, this, uh, went to this teacher who promised, w- who had an experience through their own practice. They experienced what you might call the form, the uh, infinite consciousness. And they had a method of achieving it. And when the, and, and when the Buddha experienced this state called infinite consciousness, the Buddha was able to investigate. Okay, not uh, not exactly the way I'm uh, describing it, but some something goes something like that. Okay, Buddha is looking at infinite consciousness, and he's looking at it, and then he's uh, uh, investigating it, analyzing it. Okay, do I have the complete sense of lack of? Uh, am I com- am I completely satisfied in this state? If I continue with what I was doing that brought me here, if I continue to refine it, will I get something beyond that? Will I get to somewhere a state beyond that? And he continues to refine it, continues to refine it, and he finds that that there is something beyond, beyond it. Okay. What the Buddha uh, uh, here is um, the background for this big deal in Buddhism called emptiness. Or selflessness. Okay, here's the background for it. That will that will give you a a, a better I hope uh, somewhat of an appreciation of it. All these all these uh, systems that were developing. All this and and they developed incredible systems. They developed incredible uh, meditation techniques, and they were able to uh, 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 manifest incredible feats. And these weren't like you know people who were just preaching philosophy and, and they just uh, had eloquent words. But these were people who actually were able to demonstrate in the physical world uh, 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 feats that were that would amaze you. They would fly. They would they, would, they would disappear, appear. They would uh, read minds. So, to, uh, to, uh, in, the, in the same way you could say when, uh, I don't know if you fully accept it or don't fully accept it, but just look at it as, for, as, as in the sense of uh, uh, the purpose of uh, it has a uh, purpose for the story, okay? Like uh, when Jesus started to, to preach these incredible stuff about I'm, I'm one with the Father and um, turn the other cheek, these things were seems to be radical for those people at that time. And the way that the, uh, uh, some of the people started to believe what he was saying was he was, he was able to supposedly perform miracles. They say since he's performed, since he's able to do this incredible stuff, perhaps what he's saying there's some truth to what he's saying. Okay, so th- it was the same thing uh, uh, happening uh, in, in, in 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 Asia, in India in particular, because the 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 you say the culture, the society there nurtured these kinds of these kinds of uh, uh, these kinds of investigation, this kinds of of, uh, uh, of fruition to come. Okay, so. Uh, so you had these incredible beings, living incredible uh, lives, doing incredible things in the world. And, and, and these incredible things that they were doing were very convincing to a lot of people. They had a lot of followers following them. And then you had uh, people who continued the spirit of, 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 of uh, free inquiry. Even though this guy was performing miracles in front of them, they still, didn't, they still investigated that person. They didn't just oh he, sp- he just uh, flew in the sky. I, I, I better accept whatever he says. Some people did that. Some people would say no. Uh, uh, I still have to investigate. So uh, all these incredible people were living w- w- were there. The thing is, there was one thing that uh, you could say was the uh, uh, epiphany, H- epiphany of the Buddha, or the uh, it was that they all took for granted. The way they understood themselves to be, they all took for granted that was a, 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 what you want to say? Uh, Something you don't question. Okay, it was a, a given. Okay, they all they all took for for granted. They all they, they all accept as a given that I am. They all and and this is this is the the key point. They all took that for granted. Okay, it was a given. That was the thing that they did never investigated. Okay. And and the Buddha took this uh, free inquiry upon the self. This uh, uh, sense of self that I have, does it fully? Is it is it is 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 it tr- is it completely true? If I were to investigate it in an ultimate way, will I be will I will I will I uh, will it will it will it, will it uh, stand? Will it will it, will it will it withstand investigation? Will I not find something beyond it? Okay. So just like uh, this. Teacher proposed this, this state of, of, uh, of mind or this level of meditation as a finite and then other other teachers uh, looked at it and uh, did the practice got into that state of mind and then while they were in that state of mind investigated to see if there was something beyond it. So the, what the Buddha did was he did that inquiry uh, with the self. Everyone was proposing something that uh, and there were different ideas about about uh, about the self, in a sense, and uh, that there was supposedly this uh, this static being. By static means that from the moment the universe came into existence, that's how you were, and it will continue. Either until the universe ceases to exist, or even if uh, uh, even uh, if the if the universe is infinite, also this 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 uh, this this being would would continue being as it is since the moment of of uh, the the coming into existence of the universe. And they had ideas about the self in a sense of uh, what. The reason that I'm suffering is because I've lost con- I've lost connection with, with myself. I've lost connection with that self. And religion, uh, the word um, uh, religion, to uh, the, the uh, if you look at it from the Latin uh, root meaning to reconnect. So it was an, it was religion was in a way a way of reconnecting. I lost myself. I want to reconnect with myself. But with, even with that, uh, with that uh, uh, endeavor, they already had in their mind a fixed idea of what this, that self they're going to reconnect with is supposed to, be, supposed to be. Since I'm going after a state where I'm no longer dissatisfied, since I'm going after a state that's supposed to be happy, so that me is a always happy me. It's, it has all these uh, qualities of, uh, of, of it has all these wonderful qualities and it's always had them it always will have them and I lost connection with that I have to reconnect with it and then the sense, sense of devotion either devotion to that self devotion to a big to someone who has who's connected with that self or devotion to some practice devotion to a meditation to a breathing technique to a diet that would get that would reconnect me with that self so so th- so all these systems sort of took for granted that there was this self. It was a given. If you're in religion, you're after that self. Just like in, 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 the, in the West, what religion has come to mean is some system of worshipping God. And that's why a lot of people, some people in the West find it difficult to understand a religion that has no concept of a God. How can that be a religion if there's no God in the center? Okay. Because for them, that's a given. For it to be called a, a religion, so 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 it was a given that you were looking at, you were going after that self. You may have a different understanding of it, but you, you accepted that self, and and that's the way you understand it. Was like it has, it always had those qualities, and will always have those qualities of great, of you no, know, that, that we attribute to. In the same way, you can say when when the West was going through its uh, evolution, religious uh, religious evolution, where it saw that. We were, uh, we were anthropo- uh, anthropomorph- anthropomorphic. Ant- anthropomorphic. Oh, yeah, anthropomorphing God, and we saw that we had to get away from that. That we were ascribing, uh, attitudes and things to God that necessarily God didn't have. Okay? So, in the same way, uh, you could say the Buddha sort of saying you are anthropomorphing the self. You, you can only you're as, you're ascribing to it things that you already that you're experiencing right here, and right now, that you have no idea whether or not these things are are, are lasting beyond this beyond this. Okay, so he so you could say the Buddha took uh, uh, applied the uh, free inquiry into maybe this self doesn't exist. Let me see if it exists. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. And the Buddha used the very same technique that, the other, that, that has been there already to, in, to inquire about, about the self that we, we take for granted exists the way we think it exists. Okay. okay. So once Dave, once the Buddha went into this, uh, into this meditation, he investigated the self, and then he came. Uh, what he came up with was all those ideas, no matter how beautiful and lofty we create about what we think the self is. The self is empty of it, that's, and that's why the Buddha used the term empty. That's, that's why the term empty, shunya, came into came, in, came into came into the philosophy of Buddhism. Okay, so. Uh, It's not so much that uh, the Buddha was proposing a space or a voidness as as, as a lofty, another lofty idea to go after. But more in a sense of what all those ideas that we have about the self, about things, the way they exist, it is empty of those things. and whatever and and that's why in the in the sutras you keep finding uh, every once in a while someone trying to ask the buddha okay after you empty yourself of the, the, your your ignorance what part, what do you see and the buddha refused to, to 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 answer that question and that is connected with what Vimbache was talking about uh, yesterday as to uh, the method when you're when you're in about to study emptiness about to meditate on emptiness, don't bring philosophy into it. Okay? it, it because if you think if you think uh, I do exist, it's just the way that I uh, the, the actual way that I exist that it uh, that, that I don't know about, and it's the wrong way that I exist that I'm refuting. If you enter if you start the meditation this way. You're not going to be able to really get to, to to a deep level. You have to stay with the experience that you have right now, and you have to and, and you have to understand that no matter how you are seeing things right now, it's wrong. And you have to be completely divested of whatever you know right now, even emptiness. You have to you have to be you have to be you have to, be, you have to be, uh, empty yourself. <laughs> Of this concept of emptiness, uh, okay. because how? Because we we it's it's difficult for us to have an, a real appreciation of what emptiness is, mm. because in however we understand something, we are understanding it with a mind that uh, is right now prone to misunderstand. Okay, so when uh, you could say the Buddha arrived at that that empty and you came to ask him okay what did you find even if he were to tell you what he found because you're hearing it with your mind is filled with ignorance you will, you, you will be misunderstanding it okay uh, uh, the and and the and the Buddha called this method. Uh, Buddha didn't call uh, his, 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 uh, his I don't know his method or his philosophy or his school Buddhism. He called it. You know that. What did what did the Buddha call his system?
3: Madhyamika.
1: Madhyamika. He called it the Middle Way. The Middle Way. Uh, And you have to uh, you sort of have to take the middle way approach being in the middle all the way (laughs) okay Uh, whenever no matter how lofty the idea is no matter how lofty the experience is whenever you make that an absolute you are going away from the middle okay to say that Whatever I am, I don't know what it is, it's an infinite thing, you've you've gone off the middle. If you say the complete opposite, whatever I am, it's a finite thing, you're going off the middle. So, being unable to
2: understand happiness, we're using some sort of method to meditate on it. Mm-hmm. and then we say but that's wrong isn't that off the middle
1: so the, the, the thing is uh, uh, it's like <coughs> uh, uh, you're about to investigate the real self right you don't begin with an, an, uh, with any idea of the real self is this way and I'm going to discover it yeah. So you have to be completely open. You have to be completely open.
3: Also, but when you say that that's wrong in this context, it's not affirming that something is right. right.
1: Yeah, that, that would be taking it <laughs> to the. Also, two ways of saying it's wrong. So
3: it's wrong. Oh, there must be this way, or that's wrong, but that doesn't prove it's in any particular way. It's just it's not that way. We're affirming. No. Mm. So. Hi. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: Digesting
1: it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. So when when you're invest, when you're doing meditation on emptiness, you have to think of, of uh, think of, of that uh, uh, momentum that led the Buddha to to bring up, to bring about what we are calling uh, Buddhism, and it's that same spiritual inquiry that that brought on all those different systems that exist. Is that you don't take for granted what's in front of you. I mean, I mean, uh, you don't take for granted in the sense of what's in front of you is the is the absolute truth. You have a sense of skepticism, a sense of doubt. Maybe it is not. Okay. So the sense of who I am, the sense of what I think I am, the sense of what I feel I am. Maybe I am, I am not, I am not this. Okay. You, you you would approach the meditation on emptiness, on on finding the what is the true nature, uh, and every once in a while substitute emptiness with the word the true nature of reality. So, uh, so so that the word emptiness becomes to mean that for you naturally, because sometimes just saying emptiness it, it remains like some uh, exotic term out there. Okay, what you're investigating when you're doing meditation on emptiness is you're looking to see what is the true nature of of what is the true nature of things? What is my true nature? What is the true nature of things that I experience? The things that I encounter? What is their true nature? And what does that mean, true nature? What does that mean, true nature? How it really exists. How it really exists. How it, how it, it uh, how when you, f- uh, when you finally get to it, it is nothing else but that. Okay. The way it is and always is. The way that it cannot change from, okay, like whe- the way you think of uh, when you when you use it when you use that term in uh, in the world, it is the nature of that thing to be this way. In what you th- the way you're thinking is that is that's how it's always gonna be. That's how it's always been. Okay, so you're looking for that way of th- that's what you're investigating when you're looking for uh, when you do meditation on what is called meditation and emptiness, and you have to approach it with that same open-mindedness. Don't approach it with uh, with any philosophy. And that meaning that don't have don't have or not hold in the in the back of your mind, this is what I'm going to find. And you investigate it to see if you can if you can get to it. Okay? Because already since your mind is tainted with ignorance, your whole what, what you think you what you think you're gonna find is already holding it with ignorance. It's already tainted. This is to tell you don't be afraid of losing yourself. Okay, because the self that you're holding on to is tainted. Whenever you say, whenever you say, in this state of mind, this is the way I am. You're wrong. Even if you say I am empty, the way you're, the mind that is saying that at that moment is wrong. Because he has a complete wrong idea of what the I <coughs> is and what the emptiness is. Yeah. Okay. So you begin the investigation completely with a what's called, with a free inquiry kind of state of mind. Maybe the Buddha is wrong, even with that state of mind. Don't be, As a Buddhist, you are a Buddhist if you if you say maybe the Buddha is wrong. You're not, you, you're not committing some sort of uh, sin, you're not being uh, sacrilegious, you're not going to go to hell for saying that, for thinking that. Okay? You, have, uh, you have to have a complete, always an open spirit uh, sense of, of uh, uh, open, open mind uh, to tell you that you're right, why are there different schools of Buddhism? Because they didn't trust what was there before and they think they found something more relevant to them and that becomes another school. Okay. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying, you know, go start your own school. <laughs> but in your own mind, you have to make it, your. you have to own it. You have to be your own possession. Emptiness has to be your own. It has to stop being this exotic thing that the, that the Buddha owned. Okay. It's your nature. It's the thing that you carry around with you all the time that you're investigating. That's what the emptiness is pointing to okay so when you're doing the meditation you have uh, or the, the thing that you're supposed to be uh, completely at ease with and this is where people get scared you don't exist you have to be completely at ease with finding that out that you do not exist don't bring the philosophy of no, it's this way that I don't exist. I exist the other way. Right. Already you are all messed up. And you're not going to get to the truth if, if you begin that way. Whatever appears to you, it doesn't exist. But you don't begin with it doesn't exist I'm going to prove to myself that it doesn't exist. Okay, But you have to be free and open enough so that if it doesn't exist at all, you will, you will get to the bottom of it. That's the, that's the, the, the inquiry, the free inquiry that the Buddha made. All these systems take for granted that there is this self. But no one has really investigated this self, whether it exists or not. Let me find out if this self exists. Yeah, chuck Chuck away. Yeah. So when you're doing this meditation, and uh, let's say for example, uh, looking for the table. Okay, here's the table. You're not a Buddha, right? You're not in deep. You're not. You're not in tonglam, right? Uh, you're, You're not directly perceiving the true nature of reality you're not a Buddha, you're not directly perceiving the true nature of reality. Therefore, you're wrong. (laughs) Okay, so when you say table, you are wrong. Now, I'm talking about this is for the sake of when you're meditating, for the sake of philosophy, so you don't go crazy, you do say, oh, uh, the way the table appears to me and the way the table actually is, they're different. That's for the sake of philosophy. When you're having a conversation in, in, uh, in some, some, uh, somebody's uh, living room, okay, you say that. When you're debating for the sake of, you uh, debating. But when you're sitting down and meditating, don't take for granted that the table is. Investigate the table exactly the way you feel about the table. That's what you're investigating. Exactly the way you understand the table to be a table. That's what you're investigating. Until you get to an experience that is irrefutable beyond which you cannot go beyond. Something that keeps staying right in front of you no matter how no matter, uh, no matter, no matter how it's like a uh, no matter how far you try to get away from it and it stays in front of your face. So that would be, until you get to that experience, you cannot say you see the table. Okay. Uh, you could say that's one of the reasons why uh, once in a while in the sutras uh, there is mention of... Uh, you have to get a, you have to get you have to get over the fear. Okay, you have to get over the fear. Have you ever had a, 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 an experience where you you thought you were close to death?
3: What, while conscious, or dreaming, or otherwise, or, uh,
1: or dreaming, maybe. or I mean, wh- where that became for you uh, like a sense of reality? Yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. And at that oh, moment. Oh sure, yeah. Huh? At that moment, did you feel that I'm going to continue or let this continue? Let this, go, let this go ahead? Or did you feel that I'm going to end? I'm going to cease to exist? Did you have a chance to think that? What did you do? I'm going to die I mean I maybe not die? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't want that to happen. Yeah,
2: I think I just want to survive.
1: But why? Why do you want to survive?
3: Fear of what? Losing self, that self. Losing that experience that you call self. Mm-hmm. The pain. It, it
2: didn't happen, the pain. The pain? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was close to death, but it didn't
1: happen. Oh, uh, oh I see. So uh, it was some painful experience. Could
2: have been painful, had it gone away, like it could have gone.
1: Well, th- th- there is a sense of pain in there. It's interesting. Uh, uh, that oh, very interesting connected with the fear of I'm going to lose myself is like to lose myself is painful which is kind of weird, right? I mean, if you're not going if you're, if you're to have pain or pleasure, you're not going to have anything why should you fear, fear it? It's as if if I lose myself, that experience <laughs> would be painful. I
2: wouldn't mind losing myself if it wasn't disturbing. If, like, if I didn't have to live
0: through the, the pain to get there.
1: To get to losing yourself? Right. If I didn't have to feel the pain, I wouldn't, think I wouldn't mind
2: losing myself. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. The diametric opposite
3: to that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. I had this one, the only time I was conscious when this happened was when I was involved in an accident mm-hmm. where, um, and the accident was really bizarre, but I think I need to describe it. It was, it was driving at night in a desert at very high speed, and the lights on the car failed. The car started to go off the road, and it was like Nevada, so I assumed that there was this cliff or rocks or whatever, and I felt that I was about to die. I was mm-hmm. sure I was about to die, and it was a very, it was actually a very relaxing feeling. It was strange to say, but it was, you sort of gave up. Give, give up hope and you know just expected to die, and it was actually relaxing. Like, I don't know how and now,
1: to know. when you expect, when you when you when you, were, when you had that m- m- uh, little uh, conviction that you were going to die, How did you did you did you think beyond that? Beyond the death?
3: No, I just kind of gave up. I, I just gave myself up to whatever w- w- mm-hmm. would happen. I assumed mm-hmm. I would die because I was. I didn't know how fast I was going. I couldn't mm-hmm. see a thing, and mm-hmm. I just figured I'd be dead.
1: And, and, and that eye that was going to die, gave up so, so G- give up on its eye?
3: At that moment, yeah. I don't know why. It was, it was so stressed, it just gave up. Mm-hmm. I, I had a similar experience once, uh, you know, walking where it was just so unbearably cold. It was 4 degrees with a 40-mile-an-hour wind right in my face, and I was carrying a, a laundry bag, and I just was in so much pain, I just, just gave up, and I had this very interesting experience after. Mm-hmm. But it happened when I actually gave up cleaning. You know, and then I had this experience of moving, my, my consciousness moving into the laundry bag or was it in my body? and I didn't really know. <laughs> it was like the laundry bag was pulling down my, I was the laundry bag pulling on my body <laughs> as much as I was my body pulling on the laundry bag. But it happened when I gave up. Mm-hmm. I, I gave up and this was a situation where I you know, just gave up and I was very fortunate. It was like a wide grassy medium there and you know, the car kind of tilted over and came to rest and banged my head and the rest was, was fine. Yeah.
1: Here you are telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm not fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the what I was going to get to is that, uh, uh, that 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 fear that you you have when you if, when you if you had that ex, that that experience that you are going to die. Mm-hmm. You is that you will come across that fear while you're meditating on emptiness. Yeah. Huh. When you're meditating on emptiness. Emptiness of the self, because you will come with a conviction that you do not exist. You will have a sense of, it, of that being a conviction. But because the only you that you've always known is that you that doesn't exist, I and mean, this is becoming philosophy now.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah because that you that you always thought you were didn't exist at all. It was just a prop. It was just an idea. When you come face to face to its real nature, that in reality it it doesn't exist, then the fear I'm going to cease to exist comes. But it, it is true that I, that you thought you were, is going to cease to exist. And that fear that that feeling is uh, very frightening. And it's not until you all have the patience as they say in the the sutras the patience to endure it. Mm -hmm. Only after that will you get to a sense of peace.
3: I do want to mention there was a great deal of panic before that. (laughs) It (laughs) was like a heart and panic and then it was car mm. was going off or
1: it was too late. Mm. Just so if while you're meditating on emptiness of self and experientially there's no emotional no uh, react, emotional, no, not, no emotions is coming up either great fear or great bliss you're not really meditating on emptiness you're just philosophizing in your head You're not not going through an experience that's going to bring about a transformation. And the way to fully enter it is not to enter it philosophizing about you. Uh, The very you that you're feeling right now, the very you that you have conviction exists, that came into birth, that is growing, that is... I'm going to continue sometime in the future that is now this 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 profession or that uh, state of that character that bundle that you call you that's what you have to investigate whether it exists or not and that sounds philosophically it sounds uh, like nonsense but that's only philosophically speaking so, so you can say philosophy gives us the The sense of security, don't worry, it's going to be all right, you're not going to stop to exist, you're not going to continue to exist, it just gives you that padding. But you know, you have to, uh, just like a, a training wheel, one day you have to take off the training wheel so you can really ride that bike or be on that roller skate. There has to come a time when you take off that training wheel. And then, while you're on that bike without the training wheel for the first time, it's gonna be a really scary. And after you get used to it, then it becomes very nice. <laughs> so, the self-existent self, what is that? Yeah. This is the last thing I'm gonna yeah. say. It's that very self you're feeling right now. It's not in the book. It's not it's not in there somewhere. It's that very self you're feeling right now at this very moment.
2: And also the thing you were afraid to lose when you got into the car accident or yeah. drowning or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's it. <laughs> Any questions? Questions? <laughs>
2: Table. Um, so like when I see, I just I like look at that object and I say, okay, it's a table. But I don't. It, so you were also saying like, okay, the Buddha was the one who was willing to like everyone took that, that for granted. The self exists, the table exists, mm-hmm. and he was willing to investigate that. But for me, when I'm looking at it, all I think is, okay table, I don't feel like I'm doing anything else that I need to investigate. And so when we do the analysis, okay, is the leg the table, and then it doesn't seem to have a big uh, impact because mm, I don't feel like I'm doing anything else except just saying table. See so what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like the analysis of, of looking at the parts saying is that table and nothing but table makes me think, oh, am I from the beginning? Maybe that would only work if, from the beginning, I was saying there's a part of the table that's table and nothing but table. But I don't really feel like I'm doing that. So then, the having not finding table and nothing but table doesn't have like it doesn't like uh, it doesn't make a light bulb go off or something. Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the the same the same it won't be it won't be the it won't be the sh- the, the, sh- the shock of. of a direct experience will not be the same as when you have the shock of direct experience of I don't exist. I'm going to say that that way so it can, so it can be shocking. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: The shock of I don't exist is not going to be the same as that there is no table but there will be a shock. Yeah. Say, oh, there is no table. There's going to be that shock also but it's not going to be as, as profound and as transforming as uh, it will be transforming and profound but it would not be as profound and transforming as when you said I don't exist.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I'm asking is, before you said, uh, not in this class, but you have to get to some understanding of what is your misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking you to help me understand what is my misunderstanding.
1: Philosophically speaking, no. what we as what, what misunderstanding is how the table is existing. As a table, experientially speaking, what you are experiencing right now as being the table—that's the thing that have you have to get rid of.
2: Right, I get that. Um, it just seems like there's not much. Um, say the first part again. Prior to the experiencing.
1: The ex- so, philosophically speaking, philosophic- there is a table. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What is this nature? We don't know. What is its true nature? We don't know.
2: Right, but I don't feel like when I'm perceiving it and experiencing a table, I'm I'm doing things like the nature of it. No, you're not. You're not. I'm not like no. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's not in my mind at all. No, like that's the nature of it. Yep. So that's why.
1: That's why the, the direct experience becomes such a shock. Because all these are things that you're taking for granted.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not at the level of very conscious awareness. Mm.
1: Yeah. I'm it's not. It's not, it's yeah. not even. It, it's not even. uh something very deep within your unconscious that once in a while comes up. Okay. It's there all the time. You could say it's so much there that you're not aware of it, that you don't pay attention to it. It's like you it's like you're, uh, some people, they uh, they can drive and, well, they shouldn't be doing that, but, <laughs> they're, while they're driving, they somehow have some awareness of the road and what's going on on the road and then pay attention to what's going on in the car at the same time. Right, okay. Yeah. So, it's, it's like at that level of awareness what we call the table the wrong oh it is the wrong uh, the, the wrong uh, the wrong wrong uh, the wrong way the wrong understanding about the table is simultaneous with the way we, the, with perceiving the table it's right. happening it's happening at the same time right the wrong way, the wrong way of of the the way, the wrong way the table is, the wrong nature of the table. What is not the, the what is not the real nature of the table, right? That wrong, wrong nature, what the wrong, wrong way, view. what the wrong mm-hmm. view? Well, that sounds philosophical. <laughs> the wrong view.
2: That's the
1: table. Well, the table that is not the table. Okay. Oh.
2: Oh. Alright.
1: Okay. The table is not the table. Is what we are perceiving simultaneously as we are perceiving the table. Mm-hmm. It's not that there are two tables coming towards us, the real table and the wrong table, and somehow we have a, right. we, we, we we've we've somehow chosen the wrong table, and we have to sort of unchoose. With perceiving itself, with the very act of perceiving, the ro- it it uh. The wrong table mm. there's, a, there's 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 the table there's a real table and it's, and it, there's a real table right and then there's perceiving it by the time you could say it, this, this is a good way to say it so there's a real table you go you go to it whatever that means whether you go to it in your mind whether you go out there in your mind but you, you, there's some going to it <laughs> right. And then, by the time the, the, the it comes back to you, to for you to say, table, it's already wrong.
3: So, so that'll be in the second moment of interpreting the discrimination aspect. Mm. Not just the fact that something appears in your Some light appears in your mind. It's, it's when you actually discriminate. Mm.
1: Let, let, let's, let's call that discrimination. Let's, let's try to give you a visual. Yeah. That's not what actually happens. But just for the sake of understanding it, right? Let's say perception is that you send something out, it picks up info data and it comes back to you. Right. Let's say that's what perception is, right? So there's that thing out there. There's the table out there, in there, wherever. There's this phenomena, and then you want to know, you want to know what it is. You want to perceive it. So you send uh, uh, whatever it is that's going to give you perception of it out there, right? And then it picks it up, and by the time it comes, uh, as it, it, it something wrong happens, okay, and now it's it, it left the the, the object is now coming back to give you information of what it is. So two, or four you gonna have perception. By the time it comes back to you, it's the wrong inform it's the wrong thing. So in the very perception, that's what's happening. In the very perception, there is. It's not that whenever a being like a Buddha or a non-Buddha perceives, they perceive wrong, th- 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 there's, inherent, inherent, there's grasping through inherent existence, but with human beings wh- whose minds are tainted with grasping through inherent existence, that grasping through inherent existence m- mixes itself with the act of perception.
3: Just, but is that occurring in the very first moment? There's, there's just form that's appearing, you have no clue what it is, it's just form. And, or is it occurring in that moment where you exclude everything else that's not table and then... The, well, well, y- y- the very first moment is just...
1: The very first, first raw data before yeah. interpretation started happening. Yeah. You could say that's the that, that was the message of the real table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you start looking at the, the data, yes. then... Because you already met, you're, you're messed up already, so you you misunderstand you you that what you what you the conclusion that you draw about what the data is, you're wrong. Okay. So let no. Go gather data, and then it goes over here, and it, something there's something here, and then it leaves it, comes to me, and then I say table. I'm wrong. That, uh, that's at the experiential level what's happening with uh, uh, grasping to self-existence. That's what's going on. Okay. But philosophically speaking, of course there's a table, it's right here. Right? I'm just misinterpreting it. Okay. But all that, all I'm assuming all those it's, uh, I'm already wrong about them. Okay. So to get to, really get to it, we have to. You, could, you almost have to say you have to assume everything, all your perception is wrong. Because it's tainted. Mm. What's really out there, you, don't really, you, can't, really, you, don't, you can't really know yet. Mm. Almost as if you have to... Uh, okay, now I'm making it even worse. It's you send someone <laughs> to get information for you, mm-hmm. and then when the person comes back to you, the person is, already, the person is all messed up, so it give you messed up information. So you have to go there and get it yourself. So that would be like a direct perception. Until you have direct perception of the of, of, of nature of reality, whatever is not direct is always w- will be wrong. So that direct seeing is, what, is what's happening with the Buddha all the time. The Buddha always directly perceives. That, and that extends the non-duality of the perception of the Buddha. The Buddha doesn't have a dual perception because it only directly perceives. There is no middle interpretation of, 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 of the data, Con, no conceptual perception of,
3: of it. I was, I was about to ask actually, you just said that, um, but I was about to ask what if you were able to remain in that very first moment of perception without it flopping over into the into mm-hmm. the, into the, the mm-hmm. interpretive aspect, and you just stayed in that first moment. What would that? What would be the result of that?
1: That's what they call in uh, Kagyu and the other uh, school as Hrikpa.
3: Oh, Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. No. okay. Uh,
1: any other questions? We have two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All uh, right. No questions. Uh, wow. Well, I guess we didn't talk about. Did we talk about cosmology today? started to bed. okay so it's now uh, cosmology has gone to sleep you can all be uh, very happy <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go into uh, more into the, the, the path okay that's about the book this is the uh, the essence of the path okay. even though it was written by somebody in a particular school of Buddhism doesn't mean that it belongs to that particular school of Buddhism this is the path you can generalize it even for Christians Okay, if you want to be a good Christian this is what you need to study (laughs) 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 don't go out and do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh the principal teachings of Buddhism Mm -hmm. Ah, actually what you just said is what I don't know if it's true or not but that's the rumor about
0: Burn,
3: oh,
1: what? burn. Oh. The uh, oh. the religion that was in Tibet before oh, Buddhism. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It is said that after some time, there was no more burn. Oh. But there were still people who felt a sense of national pride that they needed burn. So oh. okay. some Buddhists right. took right. some Buddhist texts, right. removed Buddha and put you know, burn <laughs> in there <laughs> instead just make the substitution. <laughs> and just like you said, took out the picture and put a t- picture of Jesus. So they did something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they buried the, the text. And someone said, oh, I discovered the lost <laughs> teachings of burned. They didn't find it, did a binder, but it <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's worked very well. His holiness has said some of the Bern scholars are, are, especially when it comes to are very good. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, and don't tell that to a burn. <laughs> I guess that's the way for everybody to get along with each other. If they have that story, oh, they're doing the same thing you do, oh, okay, all right, all right. All right, so, uh, let's, uh, kill the earth. That was a joke my sister, my teacher used to say, because the second syllable in there, if you don't pronounce it correctly, what you're saying is killing. So instead of saying this, basis of earth, you're saying, let's kill the earth. (laughs) 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 Sashi. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) You say, Sashi, you're saying, let's kill the earth.
0: Sashi. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sashi begi jhu (laughs) shing Rira Quickly the English. Here's the ground anointed with incense
1: and flower strewn with its mount mirror adorned by four continents, the sun and moon. Visualize as a Buddha field, I offer it to the merit field. May all beings partake of a supremely pure Buddha field. Okay, now I can say that Sanskrit. Idam Guru, Ratnamen
0: Tavakam, Neyata Yami. Di Kyevokam, Sanam Yeshe Sabzokshin, Sanam Yeshe Dachungwe by
1: this virtue, all beings perfect the accumulations of merit and wisdom and achieve the two holy bodies that arise from merit and wisdom.
0: Okay.